0: Hello, and welcome to the 122nd episode of Crosby's 9, where we look at English from all angles. Happy New Year. How are you? Have you made any New Year's resolutions? Resolutions? By the way, New Year's resolutions. It's an apostrophe there. New Year's, Y-E-A-R, apostrophe S, New Year's resolutions. Have you made any resolutions? Resolutions? Resolution comes from the verb to resolve. To resolve means to make a serious decision to do something. I have resolved to lose weight, to resolve. So we're talking about these New Year's resolutions. When we resolve to do something, to continue good practices or to change our behavior. Or when we resolve to accomplish something this year. What have you resolved to do? For the new year. And we usually use the verb to make, to make a resolution. Have you made any resolutions? And then we also use the verb to keep the resolution. So we make a resolution and then we try to keep the resolution throughout the entire year. That's kind of difficult, right? To tell you the truth, I haven't made any resolutions. I haven't made any New Year's resolutions for many, many years. I figure if I want to set a goal to accomplish, I can do it anytime I want, right? But anyway, let's practice the conditional. Let's practice the conditional. Remember the zero conditional. When do we use the zero conditional? We use it when we want to talk about things that are generally true, when we talk about facts. Please repeat, if I make a resolution, I keep it. Okay, these are things that are generally true. (laughs) I haven't made a resolution in many years. But again, if I make a resolution, I keep it. Zero conditional. What's the first conditional? If I make a resolution, I'll keep it. We use that future there. If I make a resolution, I will or I'll keep it. So we're using the first conditional here to talk about things that are possible in the present or the future. What's the second conditional? If I made a resolution, I would keep it. If I made a resolution, I would or I'd keep it. So again, the second conditional is a structure that we use to talk about impossible or imaginary situations, usually. What's the third conditional? If I had made a resolution, I would have kept it. If I had made a resolution, I didn't. But if I had made a resolution, I would have or I would have kept it. And so we use the third conditional to express the past consequence of a, well, of an action that's unrealistic or a situation in the past. So anyway, back to these New Year's resolutions. If you make a New Year's resolution, you need to stick to it. Please repeat, if you make a New Year's resolution, you need to stick to it. Or in the plural, please repeat, if you make New Year's resolutions, you need to stick to them. And again, if you want to improve your English 9%, that's a random number, of course. I'm just saying that you can really improve your English quite a bit by doing something so simple. Don't forget to pronounce the S. So again, New Year's resolutions. Resolutions. You need to stick to them. Now, to stick to something means to continue doing something, especially when it's difficult to do. Stick to it. These New Year's resolutions are difficult to keep. I've made a couple, and I need to stick to them. By the way, the verb to stick, is that a regular verb or an irregular verb? Stick, stuck, stuck. So interestingly, looking at the statistics, only 7% of people who make resolutions stick to them. Please repeat. Only 7% of people who make resolutions stick to them. Repeat it again, okay? Repeat it a couple times. Only 7% of people who make resolutions stick to them. Again, you can improve your speaking by simply imitating me. Believe me, it works. Okay, well, that's not very much. 7%. Wow. So you need to stick to your resolution. And when you don't stick to your resolution, you give up on it. Again, please repeat. When you don't stick to your resolution, you give up on it. Now, this is an interesting phrasal verb, to give up on. You can give up on something or you can give up on someone. Well, let's take a look at giving up on our resolution. What does it mean? Well, when you give up on something, you pretty much expect it to fail, right? Now, hopefully that's not the case with our New Year's resolutions. But if you give up on something or somebody, it's because you expect the situation or the person to fail. So you usually begin the situation with high expectations, right? It's the new year. We have these new year's resolutions. We are going to stick to them and something happens and we give up on the resolution. Let's say, for example, that I have made one new year's resolution and it is to lose weight. Okay. Last year. Let's say I made this resolution last year and I did pretty well in January. I lost some weight last January. In February, I broke even. Remember the phrasal verb to break even. To break even is when you don't gain and you don't lose. So yeah, last February, I didn't lose any weight, but I didn't gain any weight. So I broke even. And in March, I started gaining weight. And the same thing happened in April. And the same thing happened last May. And by June, I had given up on my New Year's resolution. You see how that works. By June, I had given up on my New Year's resolution of losing weight. I could see that it wasn't working. So again, to give up on something means to expect it to fail and so you stop trying. A classic example, I think, when it comes to people is an athlete. Let's say a professional athlete. In this case, we're going to use the example of the New York Yankees, the baseball team. Let's say that the Yankees drafted a university player, and they think he's going to be really, really good in the big leagues at the major league level. And so they drafted this player, they worked with the player, they helped train the player, they invested a lot of money in this player, but this player lost his focus. He lost his concentration. He wasn't participating in the practice sessions. He even had some discipline problems. So it became very clear to the New York Yankee organization that he was becoming a problem. Despite their efforts to fix the problem, it wasn't getting any better. So here we go. We're going to use the phrasal verb now. The New York Yankees finally gave up on him. So there's a good phrasal verb to practice. Hey, what about the expression, give it up for? give it up for Joe Smith, everybody. Hey, Joe, give it up for, to give it up for. What does it mean? Give it up for. Well, we use this expression to ask an audience to applaud for somebody. Hey, clap, applaud for somebody. Give it up for Mr. Smith. Give it up for Mrs. Jones. Give it up for so-and-so. So-and-so? What does so-and-so mean? So-and-so. We'll use this expression when we don't necessarily want to use a particular name of somebody. When we refer to somebody without their real name, or maybe we have forgotten the name, we just say, um, so-and-so. Give it up for so-and-so. Give it up for, I can't remember the person's name. Give it up for so-and-so. So we use this expression, give it up for, which means to applaud for somebody when you are introducing them. Okay, now one last thing here, quickly, and I want you to review this. Usually, used to, and to be used to. Usually means normally. Used to is something that you did repeatedly in the past, and to be used to is to be accustomed to. Okay, please review those and nail those. Make sure you have those down. For example, I usually go to bed at 10 o'clock. So, I am used to going to bed early. Remember, I am used to going. We use the gerund. So, again, the first one, I usually go to bed at 10 o'clock. So, I am used to going to bed early. And the third one would be here, the third example. A couple of years ago, however, I used to go to bed later at midnight. Okay? Usually, used to, and to be used to. Please review those. And get those down, okay? Anyway, thanks for tuning in to the 122nd episode of Crosby's Nine. I wish all of you a very happy new year. All the best for 2022, whether you keep your New Year's resolutions or not. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.